season podcast number five, and I'm back with the big cat, Steve Anderson. <laughs> Wait a minute, we screwed that up. All right, well, we'll just go ahead with it. Yeah, we'll let's try just to do roll the one take it. thing. We'll just roll with it. Hey, everybody, uh, Steve is back from Poland. Uh, you just got back yesterday, Steve. Long trip. Very long, too long, but I'm happy to be back on some U.S. You've soil. actually 25 days away from home. 25 days, yeah. That's a, that's a doozy. Is that the longest you've uh, spent on the road at archery events? Yep, by far. Usually I'm only gone seven, eight days. So. All right, was, I'm going to throw uh, a curveball at you. What's the best way to cope with being on the road that long? Find something, whatever you uh, – well, I, th- I think you have to first find what you don't like about where you're at so that you can find some creature comforts, you know. Um, Europe tends to not have uh, water like I like it. I like to have a huge glass of ice water at all times during the day. And Europe often has small bottles of water at room temperature. So I have to find a way around that. It's little things then. That's what you're trying to say. It's little things that matter. Yeah, it's nothing... Uh, it's nothing huge, but little things that make you feel like you're more in your comfort zone, I guess. Well, it sounds like good advice. I, I can't can't uh, dispute that. I think it's important to, to be comfortable with where you're at, especially when you've got to spend that much time away from home. But Okay, so you're back from Poland, and uh, boy, the Americans had a, a heck of a, a run at that event, didn't they? Generally. Yeah, it was uh, a big event for the American team. We've never had that much success across the board um to see all the recurve teams in gold medal matches uh our compound men's team in a gold medal match compound women's team in the bronze medal bronze medal match uh, we had mixed teams in both <laughs> medal matches yeah the mixed team for yeah. compound took the bronze i see yeah and uh it was a it was a solid event for the u.s team Compound men's results, um, I'd say no big surprises given who was there. I mean, we know these guys are all good, but they're not, uh, they're not the usual bunch that we see on top of the podium at a World Cup, and uh, especially in the, uh, the gold medal match, Steve. Yeah, uh, Abhishek Verma from India, uh, Esmail Abadi from Iran, they have faced off in some, some matches over in Asia, the yeah, Asian, Asian Cup. Yeah, Asian Cup championships. Yeah, yeah I, I was at that event, in fact. Right. And in, in that one, Ebedi beat Verma, if I recall correctly. Uh, correct, yeah. And Verma had had some matches there where I think he shot like three 150s in a row. Yeah. And, and then finally lost to Ibadi in the final. And So those guys, they're great shooters. It's It was no surprise to me to see them in the final. Um, and then we had this other bum in the bronze medal match. Yes, Mr. Steve the Big Cat Anderson. Congratulations on your bronze medal. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, Mr. Virma winning uh, this time over Mr. Ebadi. And then uh, you yourself taking the bronze medal match against uh, a great shooter, Martin Damsbo. Martin, yeah. Martin uh, tried his best, but, you know, at the end uh, you came through and uh, took the bronze. So that was great shooting on your part. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I shot great. Uh, if you watch the match, obviously Martin had a little mechanical issue. Um, I feel terrible for the guy. You never want to win because of something like that. You want to beat a, a shooter straight up. Yeah, of course. But I felt like I shot a good enough score to beat most anybody that day. And Well, you know, let's look at the reality, though. You're not shooting against another person per se. You're shooting against the target. Right. You know, I mean, that's really ultimately what it is. It's one arrow at a time, and... and uh, so, you know. Until they let me play defense, I guess that's all I can do. Yeah, and defense against archers hurts. Yeah, full contact it's archery. really painful. 
I think I'd be good at that, though. Yeah, but you could, you could probably block about two shots before you'd want to give up, though. That's one more than most. Yeah, well, you're a big guy. All right, compound women. Um, we're looking at, uh, oh, look at that. Uh, it is your wife, Linda Ochoa, taking bronze. Yeah, so I think that might be the first time a husband and wife pair has come away with medals. I, I could be wrong. I think you're right. I think you're right, but I'm, I need to go do the research. Um, we have a couple from from uh, Lithuania, Jelena Babanina and her husband, Vladis Sagauskas. Yes. And I think they both medaled at an event, but I don't think it was a World Cup. I'm trying to remember what it was. It might have been a European championship. So, yeah, maybe, but at a World Cup, I'm pretty sure you're the first husband and wife duo to uh, to pull off a bronze medal. Yeah, each. I think it's pretty cool, too. So Pretty cool. I'll bet she was stoked. She was pumped. She uh, In Linda's match... It was uh, 10 to win, 9 to tie on her last arrow, and she took her sweet time getting it off and then shot <laughs> with one second left and, and shot her only X of the whole match. So she won, I think it was 142, 141 or well, thereabouts. Well, there's, there's another thing about that, though, that uh, comes into play, and that is the fact that, uh, as far as I'm aware, she's the only person who is locked for the World Cup final in the women's category. Yeah, she is the, the only one who does have a, a locked position there. Mike Schlosser is the only one who has one on the men's compound side, and there are none in the recurve categories yet. And Natalia Abdieva is not locked. She's probably going to need to show up in Colombia. Uh, taking a look at the point totals. She's at 39. Historically, that'll get you in. On Probably, the maybe. Yeah, yeah, but look who's down here. We've got Sarah Lopez uh, in a three-way tie with Andrea Marcos of Spain and Crystal Galvin of the United States. Uh, they, they could move up. Any one of those three could move up. Yeah, and it, it's it's hard to say what will happen in Colombia. When it comes to the World Cup finals in the fourth stage, you get some shooters who have no chance at making it, and they quit coming. But look who else is in here. I mean, we've got uh, Alejandra Uschiano. She's 10th right now. She's going to be in Colombia at a home event. You know that she's going to probably do better than that. Um, Yesim Bostan from Turkey will probably be there. And Jyothi Venom of India uh, has a shot. I'm sure Crystal Galvin has her eyes on the prize there and wants to try to get in there. Do you have any insight on that? Well, Crystal will be, you know, you take your best three out of the four World Cups. So she'll be looking to replace Turkey where she only had five points. Um, whereas she, you mentioned she's in a tie with Sarah Lopez. Sarah has only been at two events. So whatever she gets in Medellin is what she will finish with. Crystal will, you know, if she gets a top eight, she might add five, six points. Um, so as things stand right now, Sarah's in good position if she does well in Colombia. Yeah, I think Sarah is going to do well. I, I don't foresee her getting less than five points, but I guess that could happen. You know, anything can happen. Yeah. But I, I would imagine Sarah will probably find her way on the podium. She was, from what I heard, she was kind of bummed that she decided not to come to this one. A lot of shooters, because of the duration of the trip, opted out. Um, then, then they're sitting at home watching, and it's it's hard to watch the finals go on when when you're thinking, man, I should be there. I Sure. I wish I was shooting there. I think I could have found my way in. Yeah, any competitor has that attitude, yeah. no doubt about that. So just reviewing the compound women's standings for the Archery World Cup after Stage 3, Linda Ochoa of Mexico with a lock with 44 points. 
Natalia Avdieva of Russian Federation, who won this particular event in Poland, is now second. Um, Stephanie Salinas of Mexico, third. Yep. And uh, Andrea Marcos of Spain is tied with Sarah Lopez and Crystal Galvin of the United States for fourth place right now. And uh, it's the top eight that go. Yeah, and it, it will be the top eight since Mexico has a representative already qualified. So they will go to number eight, which looks like a two-way tie between uh, Yosim Boston and Jyothi Venom from yep. India. Yeah, so Jyothi Venom of India and Yesim Bostan of Turkey are, are, you know, I'd say on any given day, pretty equal. Uh, but they're both great, great shooters. And so uh, there's no telling what's going to happen with the other positions for this uh, World Cup final for the compound women. Looking back at the compound men right now, one man is locked, and that is Mr. Perfect. Yeah, Mike Schlosser is in. He's got 54 points. Uh, Way in. Yeah, his, his. I mean, with two silvers and then following it up with, I think, a, a fifth-place finish. Yeah, he can drop that one, the, you know, one of those. Yeah, so. he, he won't need to do anything. Doesn't but, need to go to Medellin, but he'll probably, knowing I, him, he probably will just for the prize money if, yeah, if, if he can. I imagine he'll be there. And then there's, you know, there's also um, contingency from various sponsors and that kind of thing. So a guy like Mike is going to – Probably go to as many of those as he can. Yeah, Mike makes his living shooting archery. So, Abhishek Verma is uh, second after winning in Poland. Uh, 25 points uh, off the board from Poland, and he had 13 points in Antalya. Didn't do so well in Shanghai. Yeah, so he'll, if he goes to Colombia, he'll look to replace the Shanghai total. I, I imagine he'll be in with 39. Historically, that's been plenty enough to get in. Yeah, but there's some point. heavy hitters down. Down here in, you know, past 10th place, there's Bridger Deaton from the United States. There's Braden Galantine from the United States. I don't think Bridger is going to be able to go to Columbia, though, right? Uh, Bridger will be there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so usually what you see, I, I think at most you'll you'll shuffle the deck a bit, but I think Verma will be fine with 39 points. Well, let me get ahead of it. Who's the American team for Columbia coming up? Uh, it's myself, Rio, Braden, and Bridger. Okay, so that's a pretty solid team. Um, and just moving down the... the chart here second place Abhishek Virma third place is Martin Damsbo mm -hmm. and Martin um, you know he's only a few points behind Abhishek Virma so Martin has a good result in Medellin fixes his mechanical issues and he probably will make it to the World Cup final yeah uh, Demir Emagokli of Turkey who you named earlier in the season as your prospect for somebody who could do really well this year he's he's doing well like you said um, he picked up points in Russia, and he's uh, looking to head to uh, to Colombia. He's tied, actually, for fourth place right now with Rio Wild. And right behind those guys is you, Steve Anderson. I'm in the mix, so we'll see what I can do. The, the, real, the real thing when you're on the U.S. team is being top ten in the U.S. Yeah. So, or top two, excuse me. Um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, they only take two per country to the World Cup final, and it's happened before where the U.S. had a few guys inside the top eight, and only two of them get to go. Um, despite whether you're one, two, three, number three gets left out. So that's kind of the real challenge is making sure I can shoot well and stay ahead of Braden and Bridger, and uh, and get my. And keep a spot in the top eight where I'm sitting in number six right now. There's a few other heavy hitters in here. Sebastian Pinot of France is seventh, just behind you. And we've got Kim Jong-ho of Korea, who's tied with Dominic Genet. Or actually, no, he's uh, 
Kim is number eight, and Dominique is number nine. Uh, Mr. Abadi, who took the silver uh, in Poland, is 10th right now. Then you got Bridger Deaton. Uh, you've got uh, Mr. Cardoso of Mexico. Who will get the automatic seed. Yep, because he's uh, part of the host country. So they, he's actually out of that that mix yeah. from the standpoint of the... So really, we're working one through seven on yeah, the men's side. Yeah, that's right. And then you've got uh, Braden Galantine. So Braden's 13th right now. Let's call it 12th because of the uh, factor of, of Mexico being uh, uh, automatically in there. This is going to be a very hairy furball in Medellin. Yeah, we'll see who number one shows up and number two how uh, how it all plays out. It, it's it's uh, always a struggle on the men's side, and that's why we only have one guy who is a, is a lock and then really – two through seven no one's locked yet yeah no locks in mixed team by the way um technically right i mean yeah denmark's looking really good but i wouldn't call that a lock at 36 points right behind denmark is colombia which will probably do well on their home turf yeah um then you've got slovenia then turkey fifth is germany sixth is south africa and it's a three-way four-way tie south africa U.S. Oh, excuse me. Where am I at here? You South got Iran. Africa, Iran, USA, Netherlands. Yeah, so uh, solid shooters on all of those teams. Yeah, I expect on the mixed team it's going to be either Denmark or Colombia. I, I wouldn't expect it to go further down the list than that. Yeah, yeah. India is going to try, but probably it's going to be tough for India in the compound mixed teams. Um, looking at the recurve mixed teams, uh, no surprise, Korea. Although, again, nobody locked right now points-wise, I don't think. Well, um, but Korea's, you know, almost certainly... Yeah, being the only take one team plus the host country and Mexico is number two, I I think Korea yeah. will be there. Now, it'll be a question of do they send anyone? Well, Sometimes they don't. that's a good question, but I think they will send somebody to uh, Medellin. And I think, you know, you say sometimes they don't. They didn't want to send um, a couple of their shooters to the World Cup last year, and they ended up sending them. And, you know, they pretty much chose at the last minute to go ahead and send them because they realize the World Cup has got – you know, a lot of importance to world archery. Mm-hmm. And uh, outside of Korea, the World Cup is is particularly important for countries like like France, which was the host at the time, and, you know, some other countries that that uh, really value that opportunity to, to get the media interested in archery all the time, not just during the Olympic Games. Yes. So, you know, the, the World Cup has been a great success in that particular regard. And um, I think that that's going to be something that continues to, keep the Koreans energized and engaged with World Cup finals uh, going forward. But like you say, they are going to they are going to set up their priorities as they always have. Yeah. Uh we got Korea number 1, Mexico number 2 for the recurve mixed team. So take them out of the mix cuz they're automatically in. You got China third, tied with Japan. Now um India is fifth, USA is sixth and then there's a three-way tie for seventh. France, Belarus, Chinese Taipei. It's going to be tough for Germany, Spain, or Indonesia, who are 10, 11, and 12, to get in there. What's uh, pleasantly surprising is uh, the USA's sixth place. Good, solid prospect there if they have a good result in, in Colombia. Yeah, I just don't see them picking up 20-plus points on five teams. So I, I think that one is – you could call it a lock. It's not official, but you could call it a lock. It'll be Korea versus Mexico at the World Cup final. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's going to be a great showcase, showpiece for the, uh, for the event itself. You know, it, it certainly generates lots of media interest when that's going on. 
Yeah, real quick before we go to recurve, we'll recap the the compounds on the men's side. We had gold, silver, bronze, Abhishek, Verma, Esmailabadi, and myself. On the women's side, gold medal went to Natalia Avdieva of Russia, silver Alejandra Uskiana of Colombia, and Linda Ochoa of Mexico with the bronze. So, looking at the recurve side here, George, what do we got? Well, on the recurve side, a very good finish from the champion of the world in field archery, Jean-Charles Valadon of uh, France, uh, who ended up winning over Zach Garrett of the United States of America, who was the fourth qualifier for the United States. The American team qualified one, two, and three, Colin Klimchek, and um, second place was Sean McLaughlin, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly. Yep. And then third was uh, Brady Ellison, none of them figuring in the uh, final, unfortunately, though. Yeah, here in the individual final, um, yeah. yeah, Zach Zach qualified sixth or seventh, somewhere in there. So he shot his way up through. Um, I think Colin was eliminated in his first round, you know, having to shoot a, against a guy who was warmed up after he came off the buys. And I'm telling caught. you, that that's going to continue to be a problem. Yep. I, what are we talking about? Well, as you know, uh, Steve, uh, let's explain it for our listeners who might not know. Um, if you finish in the top eight, you are – Given a buy, yep, to the round of to the round of sixteen, or yeah, sorry, the, the round of eight. So the one sixteenth, the one sixteenth elimination. Yep. Well, the problem with that is that you're coming up against somebody who has already had a win, has warmed up, has shot, you know, for in anger, as it were, and their mindset is they've got nothing to lose. You've you've been out there, you've shot on the field but you haven't got the same startup mentality maybe. And, and we're seeing this over and over again. We're seeing people in that protected group lose. And, and the intent was, by the way, to, to stop that from happening earlier on because it was occasionally happening earlier on. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's a great plan. I, I just don't. What do you think? Um, hard for me to say. I've never, I've never qualified in the top eight. I, I qualified ninth through... 13th every time I've been but um never been in the top eight so I do always have you know a, a quote-unquote easier match to start it's not always that way but um yeah for me I get to come in have a couple matches and then where I've where I've qualified it doesn't really make a difference if I'm number eight or if I'm number nine I shoot the same path once I get past that round anyhow so I I prefer to have that early match to get a score out there and um, historically I've shot lower scores in the first round than I have in the final round. So I do think it's important to be able to warm up on it and then move into the, the tougher matches with uh, with a match or two under your belt. Mackenzie Brown of the United States, uh, the tall blonde, right? Yep. Yep. She shot really well. Yeah. Mackenzie shot, took the gold medal. She shot good all weekend. And That's yeah. a great finish for an American shooter who isn't named Katuna Lorig for a change. I mean, Katuna's a great shooter and has consistently been a performer for the United States, but this is Mackenzie's first gold medal in international competition after some hard work down at the Olympic Training Center. Yeah, and we haven't had a lot of individual success on the women's recurve side outside of Katuna, so that's uh, saying a lot for Mackenzie. I know she works hard. She missed out on the world championship team, so she was back home. Well, home. She was at the world, or excuse me, the Olympic Training Center uh, putting in the work and that's without coaches being there you know coaches are all out on the road so she had to go do it on her own I'm really it, impressed with her she's yeah. just and, and really nice person yeah 
Then we've got uh, Ayano Kato from Japan, who I've worked with a bit at uh, Kindai University in Osaka, uh, near Osaka. And uh, she is the, a member of the program that also has Takaharu Furukawa and uh, Kaori Kawanaka. So she's a premier member of the Japanese squad. Um, pretty much the third or fourth woman, typically, mixing it with Yuki Hayashi. And, uh, and they've got some up-and-coming women. They've got a good depth there. And uh, Miss Kato is certainly a, an example of that. Then we've got Elena Richter rocking it again for Germany. Elena has been consistently a great shooter in the last 10 years, uh, doing really well at the uh, World Cups as well as at international field championship events and uh so she has taken a bronze medal i'm sure she's very happy with that there's a special tie-in between elena and easton you know that uh, maybe you don't know this steve but she worked here for a summer she worked at the easton factory in the planning department as an intern for an entire summer and trained at the archery park uh here at easton so i was not aware of that. yeah so elena's got a special uh tie to the easton uh company uh that uh that's pretty cool for the recurve men's team, the Americans uh, came back for gold. Yeah, they uh, shot their way through. The team was Colin Klimachek, Sean McLaughlin, and Brady Ellison. As we mentioned before, they qualified one, two, three, and then finished out with a, a gold medal win over Germany. So that's a start to finish lead for them. And and I know they had some tough matches to get into the gold medal match. They had uh, they had to go to a shoot off, and they they picked up the win there. Silver medal went to Germany with Florian Flodo, uh, Florian Kalland, and Mark Rudolph. And uh, then for bronze, the People's Republic of China, Huang Ri, Dai Shaosheng, who we remember from the London Games, and uh, a newcomer, Yong Jiwei. For the recurve women's teams, again, the American women. The American women. Yeah, Mackenzie Brown, Katuna Lorig, and Lenola Pritchard, they... Had a great weekend and shot their way into the gold medal match and then shot their way to a gold medal in that match. So yeah, good so, for them. Uh, yeah, absolutely good on them. And uh, Georgia was second with uh, Christina Sabua, Katuna Narabanitsi, and Yulia Lobanitsa. Uh, bronze medal went to China. China's uh, Hui, Shi Xuxiong, and Hui Yangguang uh, all taking home the bronze medal for the People's Republic of China. For the mixed team recurves, Mexico's uh, power duo, Ida Roman and Juan Rene Serrano. For the silver medal, it was the world cadet champion Deepika Kumari shooting with Mangal Champia, uh, taking silver for India and probably getting roasted in the Indian press because they only took silver. Right. And uh, let's see, we've got Alina Kuznatsova of Belarus and Anton Prilipov taking the bronze for Belarus. So a uh, pretty good result for Eastern Europeans at this event as well. Well, that just about wraps it up for this podcast. Steve, I know that uh, you're probably looking forward to spending some time at home, but I think I heard you've got you to get back on a plane in two days, don't you? Yep. Um, next up for me is an ASA tournament. I get to go uh, do some work at a 3D event and might even shoot if I can muster getting my bow out of the case oh you're kidding stuff ready yeah so (laughs) it's uh where's the event um oh boy it's in i think it's in fort benning alabama i'm not really sure i know i fly into atlanta georgia and i drive somewhere from there it's gotta all be one big days yeah it's uh i'll I'll figure stuff out you know when i unpack it and repack it the same day I'll, i'll start figuring out when and where i'm going but 
All right. Excited to go. All right. Well, shoot good. Have fun. And we'll see you on the next podcast. Uh, let's uh, mention again, by the way, that if folks have a question, that we'll address it at uh, podcast at eastontp.com. And uh, so for myself, George Tekmachov, and Steve the Big Cat Anderson, I'm going to hit stop.